Resistor Sisters. Destroying the patriarchy one podcast at a time. I haven't accomplished anything alone, but I was fortunate to be part of a revived feminist movement. I think uh, anyone who's not a feminist is is an insane person. This was not just a lewd conversation. This wasn't just locker room banter. This was a powerful individual speaking freely and openly about sexually predatory behavior. At a time when we have self-driving cars and computers that sit on your wrist, women still make only 79 cents for every dollar a man makes. And if I have to listen to one more gray-faced man with a $2 haircut explain to me what rape is, I'm gonna lose my mind. And now, Resistor Sisters. Welcome to the fifth podcast of Resistor Sisters Radio. This Wednesday, Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2018. With me tonight is my Minneapolis sister, Heidi. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. It's all about love, right guys? It's all about love. And... From DC, Rain. Happy VD Day. I don't have it. <laughs> no crabs. No, cra- no crabs is tomorrow night, baby. Oh, oh. All right, just checking. No, I'm serious. We're going out for dinner tomorrow night. Yay! Seafood deliciousness. Happy- yes, we're going out for some snow crab legs. Oh. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Happy Valentine's Yay. Day to you too. And I just hope everybody out there listening just feels some peace, hope, and love today. And none of the pressures of freaking Valentine's Day. (laughs) The Hallmark holiday. You know? Yeah. Actually, Sweetest Day in October is the one that um, I think American Greetings in town, in my town, invented. So that's like six months from Valentine's Day. Like, we really want to sell cards again. Like they just made it up. They just made it up. <laughs> Seriously. I'm not surprised. Well, I've always been care- kind of jaded about this day. You know what? They made up Care Bears, too. So I, like, totally give them a... It's okay, because I like Care Bears a lot. <laughs> they were pretty cute. Care Bears? I remember Yeah, Care American Bears. Greetings made Care Bears. They just I didn't made know that. Up. They made it up. Okay, I have, like, a doll issue. They all look fucking creepy as hell to me. Like, those kind of dolls. Oh, they're totally creepy. Like, like yeah. you know, what were the Garbage Patch Kids? Or what was the uh, Cabbage Patch dolls? My, my mother got me one. Patch, yeah. My mother got me one for Christmas, and I put it in my closet underneath a bunch of blankets, and then I had nightmares. So yeah. that is not a... <laughs> At least it wasn't a clown. Yeah. <laughs> At least it wasn't a clown. <laughs> those are terrifying. My sister had those. I didn't like those, but she had Care Bears yeah. too, but I didn't like them at well, the time. I had but... Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> yeah. I I didn't I wasn't like usually a doll kind of girl anyway, growing up on a farm. I liked to, you know, my favorite toy ever was a Jeep. My parents got me like a Jeep you could you know, put your whatever action figures in and throw it you know have it drive down the hill 
One year she got me, um, my mother got me for Christmas, uh, Donnie and Marie Osmond dolls. And I, because I was a weird kid, I gave um, Marie a mohawk. And I set her on fire accidentally Aww. when I set my Jeep down the hill. <laughs> See, Heidi, I didn't know you were raised on a farm, so. Getting to know you. <laughs> So that's my new. Yeah, so I've got the short and long version. So if you say something else I don't know about you, then I might give you the. Getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. Getting to like you. Getting to hold Julie Andrews. Like me. From the King and I. So. Hey, Julie Andrews. I know. So right. let me get this right. You. <laughs> You gave Marie Osmond a mohawk. <laughs> yes. And then threw her down the hill. So, okay, so the Jeep. No, I so I was Taylor really because my sisters, we broke up Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> like we stretched him until yeah. he ripped in half. Oh, no, no. So well, what happened? I, so I used to watch a lot of MacGyver as a kid. And I what I wanted to do is put um, <laughs> jet packs on the back of the Jeep. Oh. But I actually ended up setting Marie Osmond on fire accidentally as she, happens. <laughs> as she careened down the hill. No, I'm not a serial killer, I promise. But she was a little bit country like you, that. raised in the country. She was a little bit country. And and she was a little bit charred after that. So. Donnie was a little bit rock and roll. Yeah. Donnie was not, I checked, he Donnie was, was not, not anatomically correct. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I had a Tuesday Taylor I gave a mohawk to. So she had a blonde mohawk and a brown mohawk in the back. <laughs> my mother was horrified, but that's okay. <laughs> well, guys, um, we were going to talk about Dave Sorensen eventually stepping down. So. Yeah. Yeah, we can wait. <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh -huh. This is our artistic artistic interpretation of what we think dolls should endure. And so, perhaps we can talk about art at a certain point tonight. I would yes. love to talk about art. I, I love art. Actually, I made art today. I really did. So, it was very fun. What you make? Um, I just did a painting, like a meditative painting. Um, and I did some uh stenciling and stuff on paper nice this is fun i can send you pictures later i took pictures but nice yeah i've had this canvas i put gesso on it and i just looked at it i've been looking at it for weeks and i'm like this is ridiculous <laughs> so i just put some watercolor on it so oh I'll, i can't wait to see it oh yeah nice send it to you so so do you want to talk about michelle Obama's beautiful oh, yeah. portrait. First, yes. We could so, start with we could start there. It's a little bit different kind of art than what you are doing. Yeah. Um, I don't think these are watercolors. No, um, it's the thing. These these are not. They are beautiful portraits of real people that actually yes. look like the people they're done. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Here, I'm gonna play you our first clip then. 
This is about, cool. um, this is Michelle Obama talking about the portrait. I see so many people that I could thank, um, people who've been with us on this journey. Um, we love you all. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, I have to tell you that as I stand here today uh, with all of you and look at this amazing portrait uh, that will hang among so many iconic figures, I am a little overwhelmed, to say the least. Uh, I have so many thoughts and feelings rolling around inside of me now. Uh, I am humbled. I am honored. I'm proud. Uh, but most of all, I am so incredibly grateful to all of the people who came before me in this journey. Uh, the folks who built the foundation upon which I stand. Uh, as you may have guessed, I don't think there is anybody in my family who has ever had a portrait done, <laughs> let alone a portrait that will be hanging in the National Gallery, at least as far as I know, Mom. But all those folks who helped me be here today, they're with us physically and they are with us in spirit. Uh, I'm thinking about my grandparents, Rebecca and Purnell, Purnell Shields, Southside, as he is known now throughout the nation, uh, LaVon and Frazier Robinson, Jr. Uh, they were all intelligent, highly capable men and women, uh, they have the kind of talent and work ethic that usually destines people for greatness, but their dreams and aspirations were limited because of the color of their skin. I'm of course thinking about my dad, Frazier Robinson III, mm -hmm. man who sacrificed everything to give me and my brother opportunities he never dreamed for himself. And of course I'm thinking about my mommy, Marion Robinson, who is sitting in the front row, supporting us like she has always done, always putting herself last on her list so that she could give me and Craig and our children everything that makes today possible. Uh, I'm also thinking about all of the young people, uh, particularly girls and girls of color, who in years ahead will come to this place and they will look up and they will see an image of someone who looks like them hanging on the wall of this great American institution. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I thought that. I could hear her, I could listen to her voice all day long. <laughs> I just, and uh, I miss, I miss having a first lady that didn't show her hoo-ha. I just, uh, <laughs> I I mean nothing nothing against showing your hoo ha but sometimes you gotta show your hoo ha. <laughs> sometimes you know discretion is a better part of valor. But I was going to talk about the fact that there uh, there were people that, that came out after her uh, portrait was unveiled and you know complained that the the face was not um, reminiscent of Michelle. Um, <laughs> I kind of yeah. almost agree with that, but, eh, you know. I don't. You don't? You think it looks like her a lot? I, I, here's I the thing. I can see them saying it. I mean, but, yeah. Go ahead. I, I, I do want to jump in here. Mm -hmm. If And we didn't get this part of the clip, but Michelle Obama picked Amy, Amy, um, 
Amy Sherald. Yes. Because she was looking for somebody who could interpret who right. Michelle Obama was. Right. So for all the people that are out there, and I'm saying this as somebody who, I, I know, I know, Suze, you're a painter. I'm, I went to art school. And I'm not using that as like, hey, I'm so great, because I'm not. You're a painter. But what are you saying? I, I am a painter. I'm I am. an English I major am. that paints. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but here's the thing. When, when Michelle Obama, during that speech, and it's okay that we didn't get that clip, when she said, I picked her because I wanted somebody to interpret who I am. Right. It was at that point. A lot of people don't realize it was at that point when she picked Amy Sherald. Sure. She didn't. Yes. Cheryl. 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 Yes, it is Cheryl. She wanted somebody to interpret her essence. Mm -hmm. And that is something if, if, and I know we all pay attention to who Michelle Obama is. She Mm -hmm. cares more about her essence. Yep. She does not care if you know what she eats for breakfast. Oh, and yeah. how she puts her <laughs> eyelashes on, or how she puts her hair together. Or how good that chocolate cake was. <laughs> yes. So I, I found this, I, I, I do, I, I loved the portrait. Yes. I loved it. It didn't yes. have to look like Michelle Obama. Right. Because it's a painting, and this is a contemporary black female artist. Right. And that was on purpose that you didn't see her face in a, you know, it, it contrasted to a Barack's picture, a uh, portrait rather, where it, his face is very um, prominent. It's clearly uh, him. But, yeah. It's- right. So for this, it it was extremely important that that dress be the focal point. Um, and so they were. So I guess how it worked was the halter top shows off those, those arms that everybody was in an uproar about. Um, (laughs) The dress is made of cotton with pockets and it's, so it's giving homage to her, you know, how her approachability, her down to earth attitude, you know, and then um, the interesting thing when I saw it was I, I saw those patterns and I thought, there, that's quilt. That's a quilt. That's quilting. And I was right. Yay. I'll, and mm-hmm. no, I don't quilt. I just, I read a lot. I'm insanely sure. crazy reader. Um, <clears throat> but so the, the pattern, according to those in the know, is a blend of activism, modernity, uh, tradition, and patriotism. And as we all know, quilting is like quintessential Americana it's it's um, and that's why this this painting has like a folk folk art kind of feel is because of that Americana um, and it's the so the those quilts were created by a community in uh, of African-Americans Alabama. Alabama in in G's Bend Alabama and so they were created with scraps of fabric and create they were created in these shacks where there wasn't any running water or electricity and they're always abstract. Um, and so it's, it's very interesting. Uh, and that that was the direction that she went. And, and you know, when I heard the criticism now, art, there's something me, else. There's something else. Can I jump in? Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I really want to jump in here because 
um, Amy actually said that 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 dress was supposed to be reminiscent of Mondrian. Piet Mondrian. Yeah, I have that quote. If you guys yeah, yeah, it. She, okay. yeah. Okay. Do, do you yeah, want to play that? Do you want to play that? Because I Heidi, I, do you want me to play it? Absolutely. Okay. Right now. All right. Here it goes. Once my paintings are complete, the model no longer lives in that painting as themselves. I see something bigger, more symbolic, an archetype. So approaching the commission with you as the subject of this painting is deeply connected to what I hold as my truth. This portrait delivers the same kind of symbolism. Um, the dress chosen for this painting was designed by Millie. It has an abstract pattern that reminded me of the Dutch artist Piet Mondrian's geometric paintings. But Millie's design also resembles the inspired quilt masterpieces made by the women of Dees Ben, a small remote black community in Alabama where they compose quilts and geometries that transform clothes and fabric remnants into masterpieces. Photographer and historian uh, Deborah Willis wrote, you have engaged the imagination of a new generation of writers and artists as we chronicle the commanding role you played in American visual culture. Mrs. Obama, you are omnipresent in that way. You exist in our minds and our hearts in the way that you do because we can see ourselves in you. The act of Michelle Obama being her authentic self became a profound statement that engaged all of us. Okay, so that's... I love that. Oh. It makes me want to uh, see more of her art, and I did look a bunch up, when, you know, to, just to see what else she'd done. And I, I'm kind of an art geek; I could spend my entire life in, you know, but here's galleries. The, here's mm -hmm. the thing to me, and this is deeply, deeply personal. When mm -hmm. you know the quilt, the whole idea of the quilt and quilting is is a community thing. Mm -hmm. If you were to go back and take a look at what Piet Mondrian was about, especially in his paintings where, you know, you've got Broadway Boogie Woogie and anybody, if you don't know Mondrian, just mm -hmm. think of those paintings that you might have laughed at. They're like red, blue. I and and gorgeous. I love them. I love them. Is he an abstract painter or is he... What does he do? Surrealism? It's not a name that I'm familiar with. No, no he's he's abstract. He he's yeah. done here. Go Google Broadway Boogie Woogie. You'll see what I'm saying. Okay. And and the thing is, the thing is about Piet Mondrian is he took he took things like Broadway. Broadway Boogie Woogie. This is a perfect example. He looked at New York City and he broke New York City down into just simple primary colors. There was blue, there was red, there was yellow, and there was black. Yeah. And it was all geometrical. And a lot and of the 60s used those, you know, used... It, I was going to say idea. that it seems, yeah, yes. it seems very mid-century modern mm. to me which, when I'm looking at which it. Which, here, here's, this is me, this is my artistic take on it. Um, so Amy talked about the and quilt... And, mm -hmm. and flip that to the fact that, you know, in the 60s, the 50s, 60s, and 70s, we looked at black people as just basic red, blue, yellow, black. Right. Like, we just put them into these compartments. And so I found that when she said, 
I was inspired by Mondrian for your dress. Mm. It was a rejection of what black women have had to face. Right. And I hope that makes because sense. They, but right, because they were they were uh, uh, they were faceless for a time and didn't you know, but she been faceless for a long time. And right. that's why I find when people say it's it doesn't beautiful. look like Michelle Obama. It's not supposed to. Then then you're missing the point, the point. of what right. the artist was trying to do. Right. Yeah. I think it's gorgeous. And it's for me. You know, and I'll be honest, his is, Barack's is probably one of those that I um, would not hang in my house. And that's not <laughs> to say anything against the artist. It's just, it's just not my thing, but hers is. Hmm. Um, and, and usually I like really bold colors. Um, I like, you know, quirky art. I like, you know, a lot of... <laughs> bright colors and that you know it's just I have a lot of different tastes with art but I love hers no matter you know no matter what the critics say I, it doesn't matter that's not uh, you know who cares what the critics have to say well here's the thing Michelle Obama doesn't care what the critics say she right. chose this artist she knew yeah. what she was going to get right and so, yeah and Barack the same I mean I think his is cool in I think his is cool in that it's thinking outside the box and and the artist that he he picked what is um I don't want to say controversial because then that sounds like a, you know, I mean I guess you could say he's controversial with some of his past art but you know what art again is subjective something that you like I'm not gonna like and something that you find provocative I'm gonna think eh it's not so it's not so bad. But so you know I, what's amazing? Here's the thing. To me, what's amazing is that we have the first black president and the first black first lady of the United States. Mm -hmm. And they're gonna have their portraits hanging at the portrait gallery yes. forever. And they're, and they're painted by black artists. And that's important. That's in, and you know they they were also talking about that dress. The the designer Millie, I think, is the name of her, um, her uh, company or her fashion line or whatever. Mm -hmm. And Michelle has worn her before. Um, she wasn't one of the ones uh, like what, what's his name, Jason Wu, that did did her um, inauguration dress, the white one. I think she, I think he did the second one too, but I know for sure he, he did the white one, the first one. Um, she was she's worn Millie a couple of times. The dress designers, um, other other clothing, other pieces of clothing, halter tops, pants, and all kinds of other mm -hmm. things in different um, in different situations. And so it's it's she goes back to the people that she loves, and they, I, I mean, I, <clears throat> and I and I love that about her that she's just not. Um, someone who is this designer's paying me a hundred thousand dollars or it will give me this if I let you know if I do that or or some sort of something in the background she's taking what she likes she's doing what she can to elevate them to to some sort of financial success I'm assuming sure. um, she's real she's real <laughs> and I love it mm-hmm <laughs> and I um, I have uh, some some audio for um, Obama talking about his portrait, too. 
and politics. Do you guys want to hear that? Oh, absolutely. Here he comes. He's going to be presidential. It's going to be shocking to you because he's not going to embarrass you like Trump does. So uh, and he has a vocabulary more than six words. Fabulous. Exactly. Here we go. Challenged our conventional views of power and privilege and the way that he would take extraordinary care and precision and vision in recognizing the beauty and the grace and the dignity of people who are so often invisible in our lives and put them on a grand stage, on a grand scale, force us to look and see them in ways that so often they were not. People that Michelle referred to, people in our families, people who helped to build this country, people who helped to build this capital, people who to this day uh, are making sure that this place is clean at night and serving food uh, and taking out the garbage and doing all the other stuff that makes this country work so often out of sight and out of mind. Kahindi lifted them up uh, and gave them a platform uh, and said they belonged at the center of American life. Uh, and that uh, was something that moved me deeply because in my small way that's part of what uh, I believe politics should be about, is not simply celebrating the high and the mighty. And, expecting that the country unfolds from the top down, but rather that it comes from the bottom up. Aw, there you go. Uh, come back. Please come back. <laughs> He's not coming back. I can't. Oh. Like, physically can't. He's, He's not coming back, term. but I... Would I he find, do you think he'd find it creepy if I just followed him around everywhere just to yeah. listen to him talk? Would no, you find that yeah. a little creepy? He would, he would Heidi, like I it. think he would. He'd be your friend. And then, <laughs> no, be your friend. No. Do, it. Do it. Do it. Don't listen to Suze. <laughs> Heidi, don't. Trust me on this. No. She's not in the same city. <laughs> I just oh, want to encourage no. you to have your dreams, Heidi. Oh, I want to God. encourage you to be who you want to be. Don't listen to so, Rain. She's just raining so, on your face. Are you going to pay for Heidi's bail when she totally. gets caught for stalking? Totally. Yeah. Totally. And then I couldn't be around him. Ever. You know, I wouldn't be able to go to the portrait gallery and see the paintings. And I wouldn't, yeah. Can't go you to D.C. What? You know, yeah, he still lives in D.C., but he wasn't, doesn't he live close to Georgetown? So couldn't go over there. Yeah. So. He's not that close to Georgetown. We'll talk after the show. I know exactly <laughs> where he lives. <gasps> I just oh, totally stalk. stalking I him. I don't stalk. No. You know what? Like, I took a picture of his house in, in Chicago when we went the last time. Aww. So, so I, I just you know, totally be like, I understand. I understand, Heidi. Trump has a <laughs> terrible voice. Uh, he's got more than that. Here's the thing. I really do miss him. I miss Obama deeply. Oh, he's not too. being in embarrassed way- by your elected officials constantly. <sighs> yeah, I, here's the thing. I don't, you know, I was, I was, I was sad that we didn't have a Democrat after Bill Clinton, but I never felt myself missing Bill Clinton the way I miss Obama. No. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I don't know. I was pretty, 
torn up during the Bush years. I was pretty um, upset during the Bush years. But I didn't know. I didn't know nothing. I was like a child that complained because... I think you I knew more than you think. You know, like, it wasn't that bad. Bush wasn't that bad. I was like a child well, complaining because he didn't have the right cookies. I didn't know what was yeah. wrong till Trump came in office. Then I knew. Then I knew what was really wrong. You know, and that's the most frightening thing about <laughs> about now is... You know, I remember during the Bush administration where, you know, he he ignored a memo. There was 9-11. Horrible stuff. He went to war <laughs> oh, with Iraq. PPP. Oh, that horrible, was so quaint. Horrible stuff. Um, and then there was his gaffes and his, you know, uh, touching uh, Angela Merkel on her shoulders and eating mm-hmm. with his mouth open and man-spreading and um, using the wrong door and, uh, you know, all this crap. And all crap. these stupid quotes and how he, like, would myrtleize and kill uh, the English and language. That was embarrassing, yeah. but that was nothing. It was nothing. Yeah, and it's like... And now I wax nostalgic. Isn't that sad? <laughs> that is so sad. Yes. And you know, and, and it was just what is it, the twelfth anniversary of Dick Cheney shooting some guy in the face like last week. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh no, that's awful. Oh my god, I laughed. <laughs> Why you made me no, laugh? That was romantic. The, but the guy survived. So if he, he did, died, yeah. then that would be uncool. Yeah. In fact, I don't think he was he was really hurt that bad because it was like buckshot or something. Yeah. So. Oh. Wasn't that bad? Just a couple of pieces of lead in your face. Yeah, so I mean, it wasn't like a, you know, it wasn't like an AK-47 or anything. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, when we had Bush, he was an an idiot, but he wasn't a sociopath. Right. Here's the other thing. And I don't think that... A narcissist sociopath. At at, at his core, I don't think W is a bad guy. Like, I don't think that he is... I don't think he wakes up every morning thinking... Or now or then, I'm gonna fuck over everybody on this no, planet. I mean, he just plays I, I the think dumb that, card constantly. Right, right, right. Yeah, Bush. Bush did love his country. He loved yeah. our country. Yeah, right. he just loved it in a different way. Right. He I don't love know what to make above of anything else. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Yeah, that right. really is the thing. He believed in God, I, not just like taking a little. A little um, what did what did Trump say? Oh, I'm a good Catholic. I take my little, drink my little wine and eat my little cracker. It's like, did you just yeah, describe the sacrament just... of um, of Catholic yeah. um, taking uh, God into your life? I can't even think of the word, can't, what it's called. But that that's a sacred ceremony. You just randomly described. Well, he's not Catholic. He's is yeah. he Protestant? No, I, I thought he was, was. I thought he is Catholic. Who? Trump. I don't know. Trump? No, oh, I don't even know. No, no, he no. got married in a um, um, not evangelical. It was. It starts with an E. Uh, evil? No, it's not evil. It's <laughs> not I think even it's the evil because of evil. It 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 doesn't it doesn't matter. He got married in the church. Blah blah blah. He doesn't care. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I wake up every, I wake up every morning, and 
Oh, actually, did I? I don't think I told you. So he's a Presbyterian. I, I had, he says. He's, his ancestors were Lutheran, a Presbyterian on his mother's uh, side. La la la. So Presbyterian. Nice. I'm going. But, I've had CNN news alerts on my phone for years, right? Oh dear, sure. I'm sorry. And so before, <laughs> so and and I have one of those, um, uh, whatever you call them, Fitbit things, and so it it'll buzz my arm when there's a news alert, and it's like a breaking news. So I don't have it for everything. So I don't have it for, you know, this guy. It's this guy's birthday today. I mean, I don't get any of that stuff, but I get like the breaking news. So before the before he who shall not be named became the president, um, I would get a news alert maybe once a week, maybe. Now, the other day, I, I, I had some, I think it was Monday or last Friday, I got so many, my phone was draining. Like, Oh, wow. <laughs> it went from like 86% to like 40% in like 20 minutes. And I'm not wow. even remotely kidding. Was so, part of that because of Rob Porter? I think it was a raw push. So it was like breaking news with that. And then, oh my God. Yeah. It, yeah. It's rough. So, yeah, it was a little annoying. Do you guys want but, to know more about the, the Diane Sorensen, David Sorensen that steps down? Actually, I think we're coming up on a break. Oh, that's right. Well, and so got another I'm kind of wondering. Really? Oh, is it fifteen? Yeah. God damn it! I'm terrible at time. Tommy's going to ask about the it? pervert on the payroll. Oh, um, well, I sent you guys the picture. It was um. I'm sorry, I just screwed everything up. <laughs> we are new at this podcast thing. Everybody listening. It's the fifth. It's the fifth. You know. Things happen. Come talk to us after 20. Yeah, then we'll be more whatever. Professional-ish. <laughs> oh, Vag Plaza. <laughs> so there's this plaza, and I picked this one this week um, for Pervert on the Payroll because people name things inappropriate things. And, um, you know, and if they had some talk if people would talk to them they would realize badge plaza is not a good name for a plaza you know where you well, put your where you put your check cashing and the, depends the funny, on yes mm -hmm. and this is i think obviously in america because they've got the ups store there and beauty factory but they've also got minuteman press Oh, <laughs> because Minuteman Press is right there in Vag Plaza. Oh. When yet, when you need your Minuteman to press you, you go yeah. to Vag Plaza. Well, you know. Well, don't you think your your Vag is a plaza? You don't feel that way about your Vag. Be, but I don't let yeah. no Minuteman there. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's got to be longer than a minute. Uh, oh hell yeah! It needs to be longer than a minute. Yeah, that's what a minute man is. I mean, it, it, <sighs> something in history, but a minute man is someone that gets a job done in a minute. Nobody needs that. God. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say I don't know, like V A G Plaza, Vag Plaza. Like it's just say the long version, you know. 
There's no Here's the thing. It. Why is there no obstetrician in that plaza? Mm, yes. Well, there is health, universal health care services. So maybe that's what they mean. No, no waxing place? Nothing like that? No. I don't. Well, Beauty no Factory might do waxing. Beauty Factory is hair and beauty art. I'm going to post the picture. But, um, beauty mm-hmm. art? What is beauty art? Making things pretty. Just making things pretty. Making your hairy places lovely. Yeah. Oh, oh so a little landscaping? Let no. It, yeah. Ladyscaping. 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 Not manscaping. Lady. No. I said landscaping, not manscaping. <laughs> no, I said ladyscaping. Yes. Whoa. Oh, Rob. Yes. In my next life, I'm going to be an... What is it? An obstetrician? No, no. What are they called? <laughs> they just take the hair off people. That's a job. Um, An esthetician. Oh, it's definitely not an obstetrician. I think it's an, an <laughs> esthetician. Yeah, that's the people who, like, do your eyebrows and, you know, take facial hair off of chins and that type of thing. They just rip hair off people. Why aren't I doing that? I don't know. They get paid. Why decently. do you want to do that? <laughs> I don't know. No, seriously, I could seriously, be. Do you do you really want to tear hair off of people? Yeah, I don't know if I want to get that close young. to other people's vages. That just yeah. seems weird to me. Yeah, it does. That's that would be hard. All right. Yes. Well, I'm glad we got this conversation going. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well that was it yeah so we can talk so well i mean i guess it could be worse i don't right? want to tear women's hair off yeah. anywhere I, just maybe men's <laughs> they don't they don't maybe, care how hairy they are that's the maybe thing. rob really porter's don't. hair maybe rob porter's no. i i really would say i'm up for that yeah <laughs> that would be a good idea i would i could live with that too you'd like to torture him drop some hot wax <laughs> that's not torture <laughs> you okay you're right there she's breathing in and out that means she's not choking no i'm not choking good so my, my point is is i would be willing to drop some hot wax on rob porter so yeah, I'm looking for the on his nads. I, no, 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 not his nads. Whatever his hair area is. Any He's other hair area? Any other area? Area. Because we need to discuss that guy. Uh, yeah, we'll get to him after the break for a couple of minutes, I think. Because no, no. Uh, there's a at least a five minute rant I need to make about. <laughs> <laughs> about some of his All right, insanity. So let's go to break, and then when we be- come back, we'll go to the Rob Porter and chat it up about him. All right? Cool. And, uh, and we'll also have Jody Hamilton in. So as our Yay! Guy, yes. So Yay! here you go. You're listening to Resistor Sisters. Remember what De Bouffois wrote in Le Deuxième Sex? The concept of woman is a myth invented to oppress us. Man, you guys are so smart. Oops, I just called you guys guys. Sorry. And can I say man? 
boy, this is hard. Now I said boy. Oh, brother, help me. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back with Resistor Sisters. Hi, this is Tim Coromall from The Tim Coromall Show, and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Well, hello there. This is Kenny Pick. Thanks for listening to Indie Media Weekly. Be sure to check out my show, Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, live every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. For those who dare. I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. This is Adam Hebert. On every episode of My Check Radio, me and my co-hosts are not only committed to telling you about the latest political news, but also about the latest nerd news as well. Whether it's the latest scientific discovery, the new season of anime, the ending of a cherished manga, or the latest in comics, television, or movies, my show is guaranteed to bring you something that will make your inner nerd go squee! So be sure to tune in to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert live every Saturday night, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank, every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media right here on Indie Media Weekly. Like out, everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. <laughs> this is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Resistor Sisters. Destroying the patriarchy, one podcast at a time. Hi there, this is Susan Cleveland, here with my buddy Rain in D.C. Uh, hi, I'm kind of a pretty girl in D.C., but I'm not as pretty <laughs> as you and Heidi. Aww, <laughs> you stop, you're adorable. And of course, Heidi in Minneapolis. 
Yay. Yay. Happy Valentine's Day again. Yeah. And uh, we have our, our guest today, Jody, with From the Bunker. Hi, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. Hi, Jody. Happy Hi, Valentine's Jody. Day. It's a day of love. Love for your niche. Is. is it? Yeah. Is sure. it really? <laughs> Happy Love Day. Yeah. Mm. That's good. But anyway. Can you tell I'm sort of jaded about Valentine's Day? Because I really am. <laughs> it's a little bit of a Hallmark holiday. It a is. little bit. I'll, I'm, I'm going to put that out there. But <laughs> welcome, yeah, Jody Hamilton. Well, thank you for having me on. I'm looking forward to this evening. Yeah, I'm a big fan of From the Bunker. I love to listen to your show on Indie Media oh. Weekly. Oh, thank you so much. We love doing it. We're coming up to our nine-year nine anniversary next month. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty huge in the podcasting world, isn't it? That's yeah. like yeah. its infancy. Yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, I, I personally have only missed, I believe, out of the 400... 400- and 64 <laughs> weeks or whatever. I think I missed four weeks. Wow. Wow. So. And yay, well, Resistor Sisters. We're yeah. number five. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're number five. That's what I was going to say. Woo, <laughs> impressive. Number five. Hey, I can't wait to get to that. that. <laughs> now, our fourth episode was hilarious because we had so many problems that I literally took it off of our website. Yeah. <laughs> The first one, we were just, you know, we were just completely corpsing. We were laughing so hard. We were just like, whoops, what was that? I don't even know. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And but, technical difficulties, like the fact that I spent God only knows how much money on a st stupid microphone and <sighs> it doesn't work. You know, it's 2018. You think technology would work, but no. No. We'll get there, Heidi. We will get there. I know. So this <laughs> isn't your, we work together. You don't have yes. a new microphone? I thought you sounded better. I I have my new microphone. It's but, sitting across the desk for me, unplugged. Oh, but you're, so you're <laughs> using your cell phone? I thought you sounded no. good. No, she's not no. using your cell phone. No. Oh, good. We'll talk about this after the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's all secret. Okay. Oh, Jody is our guest. Sorry. Let's move on. Oh, I'm going to send you guys a link to something that Bob Seska uses that's better than the Skype. And it's free. And, oh, and yeah. it's, it sounds good. And you can talk over each other and hear each other while you're talking. Wow. So I'm going to send you that. And it's awesome. So I'll send you that. Yes, we'll please do. We'll take will. you. Thank you. Sisters, yeah. man, we got to work together. I'm right. Hell yeah. I'll take any advice you have. Sure, why not? No problem. So, do we want to start talking about Rob Porter then? Yeah, the... you guys were itching to talk about him. Uh... Well, Rob Porter does have itches because he probably has chlamydia. <laughs> crabs. I'm saying crabs. Crabs. Don't crab. knock crabs. Don't <laughs> knock crabs. <laughs> Uh, I'm having okay. crabs tomorrow night. Snow crabs. They're delicious. Let's discuss chlamydia. You know, sometimes they're dungeness people. You're a snow crab girl, obviously. I'm a blue crab girl. Oh, I am too, but it's not in season. Yeah. I like them in cake form. Yeah, See? I like that too. Crab cakes. Cakes. Yeah. See, this Midwestern girl here is blah, 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 blah. Crab, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I mean, I, I, I've eaten crab. It's just not. 
you know, if I talked to you about walleye, you'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? I so walleye. See, walleye. I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Walleye. Yeah. So, so anyway, Rob Porter, Rob Porter. He has crabs, <laughs> right? Yeah. He's got crabs. He's got crabs. venereal disease, right? Yeah. So. Pubic <laughs> fleas. I got a little Pubic audio flight. on him. Would you like to hear it? Why haven't we heard the president say exactly what you just said right there, that he takes domestic violence very seriously? I spoke with the president. Those are actually directly his words that he gave me. Why hasn't he said that? He had the opportunity. It's my job to speak on behalf of the president. Uh, I spoke to him and he relayed that message directly to me and I'm relaying it directly to you. Does he believe Rob Porter's accusers or are they lying? Look, as I just said, the president, along with the entire administration, take uh, domestic violence very seriously and believe all allegations need to be thoroughly uh, investigated. And above all, the president supports the victims of domestic violence and believes everyone should be treated fairly and with due process. That doesn't answer the question. As I just said, I'm not going to go beyond that. That's where we are right now. All right. So. There's so much to unpack from her. I there's just <laughs> so okay. I'm I'm gonna just rant for a minute, just one minute, if that's okay. Sure. Oh. Is it about due process? <laughs> oh God, there's so much to. Some talk days about we here. like due so, process, other days we don't. So, okay, let's start with due process since you brought it up. Uh, so. He wants this due process, and I'm air quoting, for Rob Porter. Notice it's a white guy that beats his wife. But he didn't care about due process for, say, Hillary Clinton. Lock her up, blah, blah, blah. Um, The Central Park Five, he took a full-page ad out saying uh, that they deserve the death penalty. By the way, they were exonerated, for those who don't know, Mm -hmm. because of DNA. They had nothing to do with it. Um, in fact, it was false confessions, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, he seems to have an issue with due process only when it is someone that he likes or seems to be of a certain type of person, i.e. a rich white guy. Um, that's when he cares. Um, so, yeah, so... I don't know. I mean, what do you think, Jody? Well, he didn't give he uh, he didn't give Al Franken due process. He couldn't have cared less about that. (laughs) No, there you go. Um, And Al Franken is a rich white guy, you know, to give it that. But uh, he's a Democrat, right? That's true. That is true. Well, but he's a Democrat. That that's something that still pisses me the hell off. It what? really does. Al? The fact that Al Franken and I, I, the fact that Al Franken said, I want to be investigated. Yeah. And he was pushed out. Mm, he was right. pushed out. Right. Yeah. And the fact, you know, the other thing, when Sarah Sanders says due process, due process, <clears throat> and all this other crap, I, I, I'm irritated about it. I'm really pissed off about it. 
Well, he had due process. There was a restraining order against him. The FBI wasn't giving him security <laughs> yes. clearances. There, I mean, it's <laughs> like, no, he didn't go to court over it on a criminal complaint, but there was a judge that adjudicated a, a restraining order against this man. So, right. therefore, there was some due process happening, and Hillary Clinton had her due process with 11 hours of Benghazi hearings. Thank you very much. Thank right. you. Hmm. Exactly. It's, that's so on point. Out. That is on point. And nobody in this administration wants to acknowledge the facts that was just stated right there from Jody. Yeah, I mean, she was exonerated on eight different sets of hearings and Trey Gowdy and how many millions of dollars and, and the FBI exonerated her. And I mean, it was yeah. just it was insane. She went she had her due process and was exonerated, yet they were still saying lock her up. Yeah, sure. And, and that was what? after what thirteen committee hearings? Was it thirteen, fifteen? At least, at yeah. least thirteen. And 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 it was insane. In eleven hours of, and she was, you know, uh, amazing in those eleven hours. Um, right. Uh, it was just, you know, it it uh, brain exploding. I just, sure. you yeah. know, I'm ugh. I'm still really pissed. I well, every day I get pissed off about this. Every day I get pissed off about this. Well, you Every know what day. happens when people like Trump and they, they um they look at a problem and it gets them emotional and they don't look at the facts and they get that worked up. That's called mm -hmm. hysterical. Right. I right. think Trump is hysterical. <laughs> well, they wouldn't in a funny way. <laughs> well, he wouldn't be called hysterical because he's not a lady. I know, but I exactly. think they should start calling him hysterical because he acts emotionally. You know. Yes, he does. And he doesn't Damn, pay attention to the right. facts. <laughs> That's What's right. That? That's really right. I mean, God damn it. They called they called Hillary hysterical. They called her over emotional. They they actually just in the past couple of weeks said that she needs to step aside. But please, <laughs> you're damn right. He's hysterical. Those men. Those Give him men. Some smelling salts and a fainting gun. <laughs> they're hysterical. Yeah. Yeah, they need their fainting couch along with Miss Lindsey Graham. <laughs> Dang Lindsay straight. Graham. Oh my goodness. Uh, and, and sending Sarah Sanders out. Sending Sarah Sanders out is so um, chicken shit, if I can say that. Uh, because it's like you're sending a woman out to defend a man who beat two of his ex-wives and a, at least one ex-girlfriend that we know about and you know her with that accent you know fbi where they were you know it was ongoing no it wasn't you knew about this <laughs> a year ago people yes uh, ma'am and the most recent report was in november and it's what month is it again I mean, I just, uh, she bugs me in her eyes. There's something wrong with her. People say that she looks like a Picasso painting, and I know that's mean, <laughs> but I think they're right. Yeah, I call her the spokes ogre because it's <laughs> the spokes ogre. Yeah, I haven't it, heard that before. That's cute. Yeah, because she's, she's so absolutely, uh, I mean, she wears those garden party dresses, and if you notice, like, the last couple of days, her makeup is all cattywampus. Like it one is. eye is really dark, and the other guy is like white. It's like mm. the other what guy, the other eye, the other eye, the other guy. I'm sorry, the other eye. Well, it's because so she a... talks. She talks outside both sides of her mouth, so either eye doesn't know where to go. <laughs> and it's you know, and I I don't want to make fun of her appearance, but I've noticed that on like Thursdays and as the week progresses, her makeup gets darker. So by um, 
Friday, the smoky eye, you know, yeah. rivals like uh, Dita Von Tees. It's very <laughs> odd. But is it? Is she bringing out her inner goth? <laughs> she's bringing out something. She doesn't I don't have an inner goth. <laughs> Come I've on, got an inner no. goth. That's me. I know, it's, thinking of me. It's a little terrifying, and uh, you, you know, I mean. Um, I think it was the first ex-wife from of a um, Porter's that kind of pushed back a little bit on her and was like, "What do you, you know? Pretty much, what are you doing? Uh, you know, you are excusing his behavior." Are you, know, you talking about the the first wife who no, Porter, had a, um, the black yeah, guy? She she had um, an op-ed in in right. Waypo, right? And at one point, she she literally said about Sarah Sanders, "I expect better from women." Right. Hmm. Is that what you're talking about, Heidi? Yeah, and yeah, because Sarah Sanders has basically done the same. You know, she's parroted what Trump has said, and you know, he he says he's you know what whatever he said he's innocent, and he you know whatever. Here's the thing: they don't give out restraining orders. I, I I've known people who have tried to get them in with in the last 20 25 years i including I myself not I said easy last week i got one against my father it's not yeah. easy no not they're easy. difficult to get judges do not like to restrict people's movements about this country and so yeah. they're very very difficult to get and uh, my sister had one against an ex-boyfriend i tried to help a friend of mine get one right. and they're not easy yeah. to get no yeah hmm. just so you know jody last week i said this I got one against my father. Wow! Back in the eighties, they are not easy to get. No, no, no. They're they're incredibly difficult. I tried to, a friend of mine, an old friend of mine, years ago. His ex girlfriend literally climbed through their bath their old bathroom yep. window when he had kicked her out and threatened him. And we had to go into the courthouse and and this woman helped him, you know, tell his story. And he never got the restraining order because she showed up and she fought it. And I'm glad we're talking about this because it makes it that much more clear how how important and difficult it was for his second wife to get this restraining order. Yep. This is important. This is really important. And I know we can we joke about it, we talk about it and it's great, but the fact that his second wife got a restraining order after he was divorced from his first wife he was only so with important. the second wife about a year. Yeah, mm-hmm. he wasn't with the second wife more than like a year, year and a half ish before right. she filed for the divorce. For divorce, you know the the other thing I was going to bring up too is his excuse for for her uh, black eye was that they they were fighting over a vase and she fell. Yeah, and Ray and I had this discussion a couple of days ago. Yep. I was at my old apartment. This is God only knows, you know, back when dinosaurs roamed the earth. Uh, (laughs) And I fell down like a half a flight of stairs, like seven stairs. They were carpeted. Um, And I actually, I fell, obviously, full fall forward. My knees were screwed up. My, I had, you know, burn on my, uh, you know, my elbows on my, interestingly enough, even though I fell head first, Mm -mm. Yeah. I, I didn't get a black eye because people don't fall on their face. Yeah, usually they don't. Yeah, And if you do fall on your face, you're going to break your nose way before you get a black eye. Because right. I've had, I, I had a friend that that happened to. She slipped on the ice and hit the ice 
face first and broke her nose. Yeah, ouch. Yeah. yeah. So, and like screwed up her wrist really bad. But so. You're saying it's hard to have a black eye unless somebody actually punches you. Right. Well, I mean, how on a doorknob and who does that? Right. And and I've actually walked into a doorknob before and. How tall are you? <laughs> it was. She's very short. <laughs> yes. Aww. She's really, really short. See, you got you guys. You guys. I'm, it's it's time to I'm play. Getting to know you. <laughs> I am so I didn't not know short. Heidi, like I, five six five seven. But no. Yeah. You it was. It, so here, was, hold on, yeah. hold on, Heidi. So yeah. Let me correct the story. The doorknob was really high. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, was a very five tall foot. Door. Yes, yes. But I mean, I did. And it was actually at a theater that that I was working at at the time. So it was weird story about the door. But anyway, but seriously walked into it and it you I didn't get a black eye. No, no, because unless somebody opened the door really hard, that's not going to happen. And gravity would have to be an issue. Something would have to push you into it. There's strength that has to be involved to get something like that. Right. And an injury that you hit something. I mean, it's a punch. The fact that he brought that up and that's so male abuser. And I'm going to put aside the fact that I said men for a while. For a second. Hold on a minute. Yeah. It was a punch. Oh, absolutely. We, we, I, 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 but I the appreciate excuse. everything that you're saying. I do. I appreciate everything you're saying because I I had an abusive father. Right. All this other crap. The bottom line, I saw that picture. That was a punch. Absolutely. Yeah. That was. wasn't somebody falling. That wasn't no. somebody who walked into something. That was a punch. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I just want to, I, I, and I'm sorry if I'm cutting you off, but bottom line, that was a punch. Oh, absolutely. But the, the for me, the, the issue was that he was he was bringing it up as, a, oh, no, the, the, the classic m- male abuser who says... She fell says, down. She's clumsy. Right. right yeah, had, you know, there was that bag of glass over there, you know, and right. she just fell right. into it. <laughs> just, it, it forget, forget trying to say, you know, what we know what this guy did. We're women. That was a punch. Yeah, and then and then the second wife kind of said, "Yeah, he's a physical abuser," and then the third girlfriend was like, "Yeah, he's a physical abuser." So what is wrong with Hope Hicks? What is wrong with Hope Hicks? Corey Lewandowski and this 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 woman needs some help. And that that makes me concerned only because I wonder what's going on because abuse of men like this, you know, there's that honeymoon period in the front at the beginning, but it's it's. They didn't and, even have a honeymoon know. period. He was hurting her on the honeymoon. That's so messed up. Yeah, no, <laughs> can we just can we back up for a minute? Can we just remember that Hope Hicks dated Corey Lewandowski? Exactly. I mean, she she yeah. seems to be attracted to men that are abusive, and I want to get this woman into some counseling and get right. her oh, safe. I mean, something's right. not right with her that that she keeps being <sighs> in involved with men like this. Obviously, something. It, it, I feel bad for her. I mean, she's beautiful. She could have anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and and something in her is like, yeah, I like that. Um, and that's, we got to get her some counseling and get her safe. Because she could, she could get killed you. right now. And, thank and, you. By the way, Jody, um, we, we talk a lot about, it seems like we always wind up talking about things in the news. And then it gets down to the personal level. And, and I always talk about people, their 
different charities and organizations where people can get help. And in domestic violence situations, you know, if you don't know where your domestic violence safe house is, and a lot of people don't. I know in, in Cleveland where I am and in, in, in D.C. and in Minneapolis, they have 211. And you can call 211 and find out where your domestic violence safe house is. And, you know, you can get therapy or whatever you need. And that's, um, and I don't, I'm not sure where you are, but I, be, I bet if you call 211. So, I mean, but that's just something I always talk about because when people get, you know, upset about the different situations they're in, there are options and, and organizations to help you. So, I'm well, that's so good to know. You that up. The well, 211. Two one one. It probably is nationwide 211, most likely. It is. There's some areas that don't have it, but usually they do have a lot of them. I did get a jingle, Rain. Well, kind of. I found um, one of my co We need a jingle. One of my coworkers is talking about it. I'll just, I'm going to play it. It's real quick. 211 is a service where people can call 24 hours a day, seven days a week with almost any concern or need that they have. And we will try to find resources out there in the community that can help them. There really isn't anyone else out there who does what we do. We have some researchers that do an amazing job of keeping connected with all of the resources that are out there, keeping it up to date. So that was one of my <laughs> co-workers when I worked at 211 talking about okay. how it works. So We need to oh, bump that up. That's good to know. Yeah, that's, that's a, I never knew about that. Um, that's a really good research. And the thing with Hope Hicks is she can actually afford to leave. Most sure. women can't. Most people are stu- they go back because they have no place else to go. They got kids, they have no job or minimum wage jobs and they can't afford to leave. Whereas Hope Hicks, that's what I'm I'm worried about her cuz she can leave and she chooses to stay with these people. Yeah. You know, I, I used I'm to with you. I a long time ago I used to um do some uh, volunteering for um, oh, there was a sexual assault hotline mm. and a domestic abuse hotline and uh, shelter too. One of the things is, and this is when I was talking about a honeymoon period earlier, right? But so, so here's kind of how it works. Normally, I mean, and this is typically true for most everybody is when you get into a, start a relationship with somebody, so you have a first date, yada yada. If the person hit you on the first date, you would never go back to that person. Of course <laughs> Obviously. not. Right. So, but what happens is for the, for people who are bu- abusive like that, um, who are going to do physical, emotional, or what any sort of abuse are going to do, um, is it's a, it's a progression. So the progression could take a couple of months. It could take a couple of years, but the progression is there and it starts small and you know, it progresses into something more violent. And with with someone like Hope Hicks, it's possible, and I don't know her story, but it's possible that maybe the relationship ends for a different reason before it gets to that physical point. Because I don't think she was with Lewandowski very long. And I don't I know this this relationship at least is newer. But here's the thing with right now is Porter just got fired. And that's a life event that is very stressful and typically abusers, when that happens, take it out on 
their significant other, whether that's male or female. Right. But that's that is the dangerous time besides which when is, they're gonna leave. Which is what um one of one of Porter's ex wives said. He said uh, she said on CNN that she feels like she could be in danger. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I had a girlfriend of mine when we were teenagers who was living with a guy, and it took her, her, her nose was broken twice before oh, no. she finally agreed to leave. I said, you need to come move in with me, you know, and it took a mm -hmm. long time, and, and uh, luckily she did leave him. She's never gone back. Uh, sure. You know, this is years ago, but it was, I was scared for her. Twice he broke her nose. Mm. Here's, here's something I want to, I, I just, I need to say this. When any woman decides to leave an abuser, and when I say any woman, I'm just thinking about my mother. Sure. When that mother, sorry, any woman leaves, the, that's when they're in the most danger. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But luckily, my friend, um, her boyfriend was terrified of me. <laughs> I, yeah, I, was, wish, I wish I had you with me <laughs> at the time when I was telling my mother, you got to leave. You have to leave. Right. And it's, um, it's hard for people to change their habits and change their place where they live and change everything about themselves. But sometimes you have to break the cycle. And, and you know, sometimes it is, too, that they're not... Uh, financially able to leave and exactly. that that is a problem so I mean if you are that my mother who was stays, yeah if you're that person who stays home and you take care of the kids and your husband's abusive what are your options exactly that's I the mean, problem where are you getting your money from and then typically it's you know it, you know where are you going to go a shelter with your two kids you have no options. You there have very few options. That allow kids. There are shelters that allow kids, especially domestic violence shelters, because usually right. domestic violence shelters have undisclosed um, addresses. Right. Yeah. I mean, the one one of the ones that I kind of did some work for. Absolutely. I, I know where a couple of them are, but they are heavily guarded and that type mm -hmm. of thing. But I mean, but here's the here's the the thing with with that. For some, I mean, there's shame. There's sure. guilt there's fear of him of the of leaving i mean there's so many things going on and and when i hear that you know I, when i hear this guy that says oh no she fell no she didn't you're right. a fucking liar you're mm -hmm. lying and you're an abusive asshole and, and, and and women that are in rural communities have it a lot harder than women that are in urban communities because i mean if you're in the middle of appalachia where are you going to go yeah, you don't. What are your options? Exactly. You don't have those options, and it's it's easy to say, well, why doesn't she leave? Well, where does she go? Call uh, but for somebody, like, for somebody Thank like for somebody like Hope Hicks, for <laughs> someone like Hope Boom. Hope Hicks, she has options. She does. But does she? You know, we don't know what her what her personal life is like. I mean, is she someone who has had this in her her? family life her relationships prior so i can't speak about that but and it could be that she just happens to like men that seem a certain way and they be they are abusive not that she likes to be abused but right. that they are, have a personality type that she is attracted to but with that attraction that person is a bad person for her you know 
there's everybody knows somebody that that likes the bad boy or likes something that's not some sort of person that's like you know the guy that sits at home and plays video game and scratches his balls while you work 50 hours a week you know Ew. Yeah. Ew. Ew. Does he have scratches his balls <laughs> we were crabs. talking about crabs earlier and now it's in my I don't no. want to be with a guy who scratches his balls. I think they everybody scratch does. their balls, balls right? Yeah. They yeah. Love when you're not looking. Yes. Fine. You scratch him if I'm not looking. Good. <laughs> Go on. Have a good time. <laughs> Seriously. Whatever. <laughs> Poor Hope. Uh, she can stay with me. She she can come stay with us. I got a yeah, bed I mean, in the I, attic. I hope. I hope that that Hope, um, after hearing what's been, you know, let out in the media, has broken up with this guy. Yeah, um, I, I would be know. curious to know if she has. They'd I mean, this is, this is out there. I mean, this is out there. And, I mean, she was photographed in the backseat of a car. I think that's how we know that they were together. So they were obviously yeah. trying to hide it anyway. So yeah. hopefully she's like, somebody's telling her, you need to break up with this guy. Here's the evidence so far that we know. He's going to probably do this to you because this is the pattern. Please leave now. I hope she has friends that are going to do that to her. She may break up with her friends over it, but that somebody's yeah. got to be telling her this is a bad idea. Absolutely. I'm I'm actually kind of hoping, and I know this seems kind of strange, but I'm kind of hoping that she'll break up with him now that he's out of the White House. Yeah, I hope so, too. Whatever it takes. Yeah. Hopefully one of her friends will You, you hear what I'm saying, right, Jody? Democratic yeah. boyfriend. Because <laughs> he's, he's not a nice guy. No, no, he's horrible. No, and the other guy isn't that. That what is the other the other guy's name? Sorensen. Oh, oh, it's, that guy. Yeah. Oh, cigarette guy. He's yeah. awesome. What the fuck? When I okay, so I read that. I'm like, he did what? <laughs> was this a, a I, second what was wife? His excuse. Mm-hmm. His huh? second wife. Oh, God, I mean, seriously. <laughs> what did you hear? Did, did you hear Trump today saying? Well, second everybody wife. knows that I. That I support, you know, the domestic, the women that are abused. Everybody knows that. That's why I didn't oh. have to say it. Oh, yeah, I heard that. that. And That's I, not. Yeah. Ay, ay, That's, yeah. I, you know, I really Do you wish. Believe that, that? Every, Do you believe that? No. Him? No. God, no. <laughs> no, he's speaking. Of course you can't believe him. He's moving his lips and <laughs> utterances are coming out of there. It's usually the same words in a row. Like. He only it's has true. like twelve words. Right. Um, it took him one three days. We know that. <laughs> it, took, <laughs> it took him three days to finally say, "I really don't like people who abuse women." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so now we're supposed to believe him. Okay, let's go. Yay! Let's talk to his first wife about that. Right. Thank you. Every second. And likely his second one. Although the third one looks like she wants to cut him up into little pieces and uh, put him in red square somewhere. I mean, yeah. she, if looks could kill. Wow. Well, and then today with Stormy Daniels, with the, with the Michael Cohen admission that he <laughs> paid the money, Stormy is saying that because he admitted yes. to paying her for this reason, yes. the NDA is null and void. Now she can <laughs> I'm going, girl, get that $10 million book deal and let's hear it. Oh <laughs> my God. Right there. I'm and right when there you talk that. about, when you talk about Stormy Daniels, that makes me want to go. There's no sun up in the sky. Stormy weather. 
That's fantastic. I know that makes Rain happy, so. Well, I just feel bad. Happy Valentine's Day, Melania. Stormy's going to talk. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, if, if you notice, both um, Michelle and Barack today on Twitter gave their I love you to the to each other. Aww. Interestingly, I, I haven't seen anything Melania and and Cadet Bone Spurs. They didn't <laughs> they didn't give any love to each other on Twitter, did they? Yeah. I didn't see anything. Heidi. Yeah. Mm. I don't think they're about love. They're not about love. I don't think they ever were. Yeah, no. I think they're oh, God, just no. about like convenience and I, and I looks. You guys are being too judgmental. Okay. We're being judgmental. <laughs> I do. I do. Do you think they love each other? All right. I'll I'll give you that. I then. think I think I want to believe that Melania and Donald have chosen to express their love privately. I between, think they I think Hold they, on, I'm not done. Go I'm ahead, not go done. Right. You're right. Between their lawyers. I think they express love together when they look at themselves in the mirror separately. (laughs) (laughs) But they are together. But they're looking at themselves, you know? But how together are they? I mean, they're back to back. They're not together. Looking at the mirror. She's fantastic. Trump's penis has never touched Melania's. Well, it's so JJ. small, he can't get it there. Oh. They, no, there has been nothing. There's no... No. They, well, they I mean, don't Barry's, touch. Barry well, does look like Donald Trump, so I think it might have been a test tube. Oh. <laughs> I, I actually agree with that. What were um, they saying Tuesday I actually agree with that, Jody. Saying, I like I like Barron. I, I feel bad for that kid. I mean, I don't know. She loves her son, and, and that poor kid, I mean, God bless him, you know. Ugh, his poor, what a horrible man to have as a father. Hopefully he does not uh, follow the footsteps of Uday and Kusei Trump. No kidding. God, those two. Seriously, I I mean, okay, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm really, really not trying to be mean. But were they, and and this is going to sound really mean, but they they look to both be beaten with ugly sticks as kids. I don't know. They're just... The, the So, you know, Ivanka is gorgeous, Tiffany is beautiful, and it's like the genes on the boys' end, not Baron, because Baron's a kid, but the other two, it seems like there's something missing there, and I don't know what that's all about. I really don't. And Eric is not that bright. Um, no. <laughs> neither, neither one of them are very bright. They're, they're, to me, they're more Beavis and Butthead than Udi and Kuse, because I think Udi and Kuse were smarter. Um, I'm uh, on there. I'm on your side. I don't know. I mean, I mean, they did get they killed, but still, yeah, they definitely actually, better educated. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to. I mean, I, I think that they have the same psychopathy as Uday yeah. and Kuse. I um, agree. I, you know, I really do. Oh, and I think. I, I mean, I I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but I think that they have some sort of psychopathy that is simmering there under the surface. I think if Donald Trump is your you father, say- you probably just think of him as your younger brother anyway, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like, well, you know, dad said this, but it's kind of embarrassing. And, oh, yeah. Do you listen to his direction in life? I don't think so. Probably not. 
No, he's a little baby man. He's a yeah. he's a whiny diaper baby snowflake. Yes, <laughs> with a thin, thin skin. Thin. Oh my god, his skin is thinner than like a nice sushi covering. I mean, it's just <laughs> it, it, it's it's rice paper, you know, in half. Rice paper. Yes, <laughs> rice paper. I was thinking of those little, uh, you know, those little discs you get in church. You know the blood, the body of Christ. Oh you know, no, that's thin. way thick comparatively. <sighs> yeah, it's like but, it's, thousand but they're thousand. delicate. Like they break if you breathe on them. You know, so he's such that's a. Trump. Oh God, they just. <laughs> Here's the thing, I I I just I feel bad for Baron Trump, and I will. I've said that before, and I will say it again. I feel bad for Baron Trump, and I'm going to go further and say that I feel bad for the Trump grandchildren. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there yeah. is grandchildren, isn't there? And I, I mean that seriously because I have a friend who works at a school where Donald Trump's and Eric Trump's kids go, oh. and those kids are innocent as fuck. Right. Yeah. They're innocent as fuck. So oh, right. Eric and Donald and and oh god, I hate those people. Yeah, I hate you know those they people can afford therapists. Just, you know they'll go to therapists. They'll be like, Donald Trump was my dad. I'm like, look, it must be hard so. to have no one to steer you through life or give you wisdom because he obviously has no wisdom. This is hard, you know. But here's the thing right own. now, those kids, those kids, they're you know, the Trump's kids' kids, they don't have a clue of what their fathers are involved in. They are no, really I mean, their kind of might innocent. Be going to their fathers might be going to prison along with their grandpa. Yeah, they don't even know that, though. They're I really didn't... kind of busy, like, hey, I love science. Right. <laughs> and it, it pisses me off. It really pisses me off because their grandfather is such a douchebag. And their fathers are assholes. Hmm. No, I, I feel bad for those kids. And, and the thing is, is because they come from great wealth, as far as we know, they're not going to get a lot of sympathy from others because they come from privilege. And so it's like, oh, you poor little rich guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's honestly, that's a really good point. Because like I said, my friend is a teacher at that school mm -hmm. and those kids don't know it. They well, don't know it. We just have to worry about the country. So, I mean, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> we have to worry about the country. That should I go know. first. It'll happen. I mean, if, if dad goes to prison, well, it might be best. I anyway. hope the whole <laughs> crime family goes. I want Ivanka going down. I want Jared going down. Yes. I want them all. I want Tiffany to give it all up. Um, Me too. <laughs> tax returns, Marla. You can do it. You know she's got tax returns. She can release them. Yes. Uh, I think Tiffany is. I, you know t the funny thing is about Tiffany. You know that she's like the the redheaded stepchild of the group, totally. and nobody. Yeah, but I think she's the smartest one now because not only is she not in the cesspool that is the White House. So you know she's not she's not eating Xanax like Tic Tacs every day, <laughs> but, but she's completely away from all the drama, and she has cash. Yep. Uh, right around the time that he was inaugurated, she was in I can't remember I think it was Spain or something with a, her boyfriend, and it's you know it's like 
you go, you do, <laughs> you do you, and you can let the rest of them do them. That's yeah. So while she seems to be the one that nobody likes, I think she's the smartest one of the group. You know where she is a, now, right? No, where? She is attending law school at Georgetown. Aww. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Maybe she can be on Mueller's team and put her siblings in her oh, dad away. Oh, <laughs> irony. Jody. That would be sweet, Thank irony. You. <laughs> That's for not inviting me to Christmas, you little bitches. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's for dissing my mom. All right. Days. That's for taking my dolls, Ivanka. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Or, and then she'll yeah. say... Yeah. <laughs> Have you, guys noticed, have you noticed how much Stormy Daniels looks like Marla Maples? Yes. Uh, I have. It's uncanny and creepy. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's creepy. I mean, it's he's creepy. not a type. It's it's so close. Not a type. It's they look alike. Close. That's okay. It's so close. Tall and blonde, right? I'm not creeping out about it. They look alike. <laughs> I know Trump's type. Right. Yeah. <sighs> and and after I know we gotta I know we gotta close this thing mm-hmm. down soon, but you know today af- after Michael Cohen said, "Oh, it was my money. It was all my money." Stormy Daniels was like, "Oh, hey everybody, my NDA it's nullified, so yep. I can speak." Yep. Now yeah. I can't wait to hear her talk. to it. That what would, would she fun. say? What would she say that wasn't? <laughs> well, she would. Rated. She could talk about his penis, junk <laughs> penis, <laughs> his little oh, soldier. You no. know, I mean, you know, she could talk about that. You know, she, she might corroborate the P tape. Well, you know, maybe oh, he likes to see. I'd like to know more about that. Boom. About the what? The P tape. She he might, might have asked her to do the same thing that is. Uh, oh, I'm rock. sure he did. Yeah, I'm you sure know? he's into the golden showers and all that. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking. Barf. I, I was, I was thinking it was. I don't know. I was thinking he was like a Mata, you know, that whole Matahari thing with the, you know, he likes the women to dress up and do a dance while he sits on, you know, sits like Jabba the Hutt on a bunch of pillows <laughs> and, you know, plays with her braid. I mean, that's what I'm envisioning. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> oh. Anyway, oh. we've got five minutes, but um, who, who oh, knows so what Stormy will say? Okay, go ahead. I got a story. You already told it. us a story about your visions. What? What? No, no, this is a different story. How about we speak about the dumbest thing I saw this week? Lady Doritos. I I have that. Yeah, clip. What was that shit? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't Did get it. Seventy percent less than boy Doritos because we make seventy percent less. Thank no, you, Jody. Jody. <laughs> no, Jody. They Jody like it. haircuts. The bag for the men is a dollar fifty. The bag for the women is two fifty because women's food has to be done differently than men's food. Like dry cleaning too. Right. Or like wow. a haircut. You know, my husband gets a haircut for fifteen bucks. Mine's wow. forty five. It's true. Okay, so here's your lady Dorito clip. Let's go. Mm. Okay. I- I've been eating Doritos all the time. Just to make the point. Mmm. <laughs> I don't have enough stuff on my phone for welcome. Oh, we didn't plan this. I'm sorry. When Anderson's arm still chew him loudly. Here you go, Anderson. 
wacky. <laughs> now, were they messy on her fingers? Isn't that the whole point? They're not as messy? I don't think she got Lady Doritos. I mean, did they make them yet? Or... No, no, no. Are they okay. less messy on the fingers? That, that was kind of the good. point. It was oh, they don't get the dust on your fingers. I don't care. I mean, and they chew. They're they're less loud because women don't want to chew loudly in front of their male coworkers. Oh, I don't care. I've been with Lonnie almost eighteen years. I fart in front of them. <laughs> Next to the, I uh, love you. Yeah, fuck <laughs> your thing. Fuck right. that shit. Bob and I sit and we have dinner. And sometimes one of us farts. And sometimes <laughs> it's <happens>. me. <laughs> I know you're in D.C. and I smell it in Cleveland, man. Well, <laughs> you know, we have the swamp here. Yes. It's an elevated thing. <laughs> what is this? What is this lady? What? Lady so it's So here's what happened. Uh, one of the... The chief executive for PepsiCo, which owns Doritos, was on Freakonomics Radio, and he told the. Well, I'm assuming it's some sort. Of, it's a podcast. Podcast. The, he mm-hmm. told the he told the interviewer, the the podcast host, that uh, women don't eat Doritos the same way as men. They don't like the stuff on their fingers. They think they crunch too loud. Blah blah blah. So they were looking into making this big line of women's Doritos where you don't get the stuff on your hands. You don't, they're not so loud. So they don't offend their male coworkers or some bullshit. And Twitter lost its fucking collective mind on this guy. <laughs> I want to know what women he talked to about this. You know I know. I'm going to tell you guys why women don't eat Doritos. Because they have no nutritional value. Um, <laughs> probably because they're... But and you know what else about Doritos? They make great kindling because <laughs> there's no water in there. Like you can put it on a fire and light it on what? fire. Yes. What? Yes. Oh, no, they're greasy. They're greasy and they have no water in them, so they make great kindling. Oh, I'm totally trying that tonight. It's been Do a little it. chilly. It's down to the 60s here. Yeah, burn some uh, Doritos. Like the six too. Like Welcome to LA. Here. Yeah, well, it's LA. <laughs> I'm just saying, like that's why women don't eat Doritos. It's not because they're too crunchy or they're too messy. They don't have any nutritional but, value. We're gonna eat some fruit or something with a vitamin in it, right? But, but or I mean, so chocolate. But Thanks. The fact yeah. that he thinks, and he said that they're actually in production. Like they're they're oh, actually. Man. Uh, yeah, I'll forget. Remember, remember when? Seriously, I don't know if you did this when 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 I when I moved into my house. Stop giving him poop. Poop on him. What did you say, Heidi? Sorry, Heidi. Just poop on him. So when I moved into my house, you know, we went over to Home Depot. He's dumb. You worked and at Home Depot? I didn't no, know no, that. No, no, we went to Home Depot. Oh, God, no, I would not work. Here we go. We went, to home, we went to Home Depot. I was. She didn't. She and didn't go work And there's an aisle, and they have women's tools, like a pink hammer. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, a pink screwdriver. I'm like, what the yeah, fuck is this? I've seen those. And the, the the little guy with the orange vest is like, oh, that's those are tools for women. I'm like, so I can't fucking hold a hammer? 
the fuck? You can hold a hammer, but you know what? It's it's so the man doesn't steal your tools. No, no, it does not. Because the tools, well, the tools. Why are they making it pink? What the fuck? You know what? I picked up a Milwaukee hammer. That was not pink. It was red. Boom. Well, yeah, in in where I work. Like, so the men don't steal our tools. The women, we put washi tape. We put pink washi tape on all our tools. So they don't oh. steal our pa- our tools. Because they don't, oh. they take all the tools and they don't put them away. And yeah, so that's just anti that yeah, device. It was, it was just like, what the, are you kidding? <laughs> and he's, and, 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 I assume they cost more too, because they're. Of course, idiots. they probably cost and by more. The way, yeah. the, and by the way, the, the the hammer was like the kind of hammer you would use if you were five, not a real <laughs> hammer. So it was like a hammer that I could maybe get, you know, a nail into the wall. But if it's a plaster wall, the hammer's going to fall apart. Sure. Yeah, you can't get it into a stud. You got to get right. it into a drywall. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Got it. So I'm Did like, Did you buy that hammer? Oh fuck no. <laughs> I don't buy that Did you buy that hammer? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. If I had if I had, had Facebook at that time I would have been like, what the fuck is this? And put it on Facebook. That's exactly what I would have done. <laughs> or Twitter, depending on my mood. <laughs> I never bought that hammer. No, and I think Target still sells them, and now they have little flowers on the handle. Well, fuck Target. <laughs> My God. Come on, can we just get to this point where it's like, fuck this shit? <sighs> Don't buy the no, pretty hammer. Can we get to this point? I wish. Fuck this shit. <laughs> done and done. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I agree. Great. I, agree. I like tools. You know, I... Home Depot sells fancy pink things. And Target's... To fuck that shit. And they always put... We're it, women. A lot of the We're pink women. Pink. We know how to buy shit that we need to get shit done. <laughs> yes. Sometimes with explosives, sometimes without. There you go. Just yeah. depends on what we're doing, really. I mean, it just kind of depends. I'm just saying, it just depends. Just All right. Let's not talk about depends. Let's make that <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. oh, it depends. Okay. So I, I think we're about that time where we wrap things up. What do you think? Do you have any last last um points to make? Nope. I'm done. Um, go, I was... Mueller, go, go, Muller, go, go, Muller, go. I like that ending. That's great. I was Mueller, just gonna Mueller, say Mueller, Mueller. I was, Mueller, Mueller. I, I was just going to say we lost 17 kids today in a, oh, a, yeah. in a shooting in a Florida high school. Um, the kid that went in and did this, I guess, was a former student. Yeah. Um, killed 17 children. Um, and he did it using an AR-15, according to the Broward County Sheriff today during his news conference. And so... That's 17 families that will never have, you know, never be able to hug their kid again, never get to argue about their kid about chores, never see their kid graduate, never see their kid get married or have kids or fur babies. Yeah. And I just, all I wanted to say was we have to, in this country, do something about gun control. 
I heard a an interesting hashtag today on a, the Norman Goldman show. Some guy mm. called in and he goes, "How about hashtag Second Amendment victims?" Oh, I like. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I like that. Yes. You know, because that's what they are. <laughs> they are, and you know, yeah. I don't know if you saw the other day. Remington is going is going to be filing for bankruptcy because you know when you have a president is that isn't black and a Democrat, it, mm-hmm. nobody's t- trying to take your guns away. I know. I think it's it, it behooves their bottom line to actually support Democrats. Yes, then they can scare <laughs> their followers. Exactly. <sighs> Into so that's all I wanted to say. Lots and lots of guns. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, nobody's. They don't have to stock up now because nobody's going to go get them. No, yeah. and they don't. Which is which is kind of funny, interesting, and odd. A three hundred year old company is going bankrupt. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Eighteen sixteen was when it was born. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Eighteen sixteen, Remington started, and it's three hundred and some change years later, and they're going back. It was like nine hundred million dollars or something, and and I mean they're filing Chapter Eleven. Wow. Yeah. So wow, that means, that's insanity. And there there are organizations where you can like take your guns and just give them to the police officers or or donate mm-hmm. them and get them out of your lives. You know, which I prefer. I live a gun-free no. yeah. existence. Yay. Mm. Right. Mm. But yeah, so that's happy. It's, yeah, oh. I didn't mean to end on a Debbie Downer, but I was just I thinking know, about really. it. really. <laughs> happy Valentine's Day. Jeez. Yeah, yeah well. We can talk about, uh, we can talk about uh, crabs again, if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a new seafood place in Cleveland, and we do have, like, an airport nearby, but I'm, like, wondering, like, how fresh are the crabs? <coughs> I don't know. Like, do I have enough health coverage to sit there? Not anymore, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, so here's my, my closing statement. Mm-hmm. If everybody wants to end the constant murder and slaughter from gun violence, get up, register, go vote, and then vote against every NRA enabler. Mm-hmm. On yeah. your ballot, oh, and yeah. then go vote and vote again. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm tired of it. Me I'm too. not a gun grabber. I'm, I'm not either. Me. I'm not yeah. a gun grabber. I, I feel am. like if you want to, I I appreciate that. I do. I appreciate that. I I grew up in a hunting, you know, hunting background. Right. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> It's time. You don't need an AR-15 to hunt a deer. If you need an no, AR-15 to hunt don't. a deer, yes. then you're a really bad shot. Yes. Yeah. Well, and yes. The, the AR-15 would come. I mean, part of part of it is you wouldn't do that because you can't. The reason you shoot the deer in the first place is to eat the meat. You can't eat right. the meat if it's an AR-15 because it's just going to yeah. be you can't. in the ring. It'll right. be worse than Swiss cheese. There'll be nothing right. left. And you'll right. have gone through the major organs, which will have like messed up the meat anyway. If, right. you, if you're hunting, you want to make one clean shot and call it good. And right. But, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm so probably, I guess we. I guess this would once again, if we talked about this next week, we'd um we'd all be on the same side. So there would be no one. <laughs> no one. Um. It wouldn't be. Yeah, and it's one of those subjects where you know, you know, you, you know, it could go. It could start going downhill really fast. Kind of like my uh, like I said earlier in the sh- in the show, my. 
Marie Osmond doll with the <laughs> mohawk in my Jeep. Yeah, so. <laughs> on fire. Did Marie Osmond on fire have a AK-64 or whatever? <laughs> no, no. She was wearing a bikini I made out of... Um, oh, dear goodness. Uh, <laughs> though, just wait a minute. I made them out of Hershey's Kisses. Oh, Don't ask oh, oh my gosh, better. that's cute, Heidi. That's adorable. I was a weird kid. What can I tell you? Yes, you were. Uh, I was and getting to know you. <laughs> <laughs> so next, yeah, next week on my weird corner. No, I'm not a serial killer, but I, yeah, I'm, I was a weird kid. You're not you a serial killer because you make a bikini for your Barbie doll or your. Or well, your, I sent my doll on adorable. fire after giving her a mo- mohawk. Yeah, that was kind of an accident. On fire. Oh, okay. Okay. That's a little so, violent. so Jody. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, Jody. I'm sorry, Jody. Jody. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely hope you come back. I'd Me love too. to, and I'm going to send you that link to another thing so everybody, when we talk, we can actually hear each other. Yeah. Okay, I would like that, but please come back, Jody. I yeah, absolutely will. I would enjoy it. Yay. Once again, so we're not too insane or weird. That's good. <laughs> oh, I like that about you. <laughs> you do. She's like, I do oh, think you're insane. There's a lot more and there. That's okay. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, I love I love listening to From the Bunker. You guys are, you can tell yes. you're really good friends, and you've just been doing it a lot of time. But I always find out new things about you when I listen to it, and I really like it on Indie Media oh, Weekly. Thank you. So, all right, guys, let's wrap this up and uh, see you next week. Thank you. Yes. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye. Good night. Happy Valentine's Day. You too. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Resistor Sisters. Destroying the patriarchy one podcast at a time.